Greetings and welcome to On Frame, conversations about arts with host Alejandro. You are listening to CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon or streaming live around the world on cfcr.ca. You can also follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or listen to past episodes on iTunes on Frame Radio. Our guest for tonight is Grant McConnell, representing CARFAC Canada, a practicing artist. So welcome, Grant. Thanks for having me. What is CARFAC? CARFAC, uh, Canadian Artist Representations and Organizations, been around for uh, better than uh, 45 years. Uh, artists that um, joined together and decided, well, we have to look after the bread and butter issues or the the most um, in some ways in the art world the most mundane of our concerns but the most important which is how do we keep body and soul together as professionals how do we make a living doing what we do how do we maintain uh, professional standards and uh, respect for what we do as artists and uh, um, nationally and with um, provincial affiliates right across Canada our sister organization in Quebec uh, RAV uh, we make sure that these uh, issues are attended to in a, in a very serious manner. What is the importance of this organization and how can people become members? Uh, to become a member, join up uh, through, if, if you go to Carfac uh, National, which is uh, carfac.ca, they all direct you to the provincial affiliates and in Saskatchewan, carfac.sask.ca. And they're more than um, willing and welcoming of your of your contribution as a as a participant in making sure that uh, once again as as artists in um, uh, in the province and in the country that uh, we are pursuing the best possible course that we can in terms of developing professional standards for living working artists. What are the benefits of becoming a member? Benefits are many of them, and you know, as I'm talking about these things, they don't very they don't they don't sound very sexy, but they kind of underpin the making of good art. And if you go through history, like artists that have made a dent anywhere, artists that have made good work at some point or another have applied uh, their the regimen around um, good professional standards and demanded respect for the craft and for their art and uh, for they themselves being able to make something of a living along the way we we get a sense of you know this romantic tradition of of the artist uh you know living in a garret with a bottle of wine and a hind end of a piece of salami or something but that's a romantic tradition that doesn't stand the test of time and it's not been the way through history and that what we're trying to do as an organization is is bring about in into the 21st century uh, the understanding that professional artists should be regarded in many respects as other professionals, uh, as, as others in the, in the larger working community, and respected for what they do in order to make damn good art. And that's what it comes down to. You can't make the good stuff unless you can keep body and soul together, unless you can actually engage as others do with the, the, f the full breadth of uh, living in society as someone who you know, has uh, has their 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 own profession, uh, lives and works with you know the love of their life, the partner of their life, their uh, family, in the larger um, in the larger community. Still, very important that artists, uh, as others, uh, have that uh, quality of life. And how how does how does this organization support the artists in uh, what kind of professional advice, what kind of professional activities it generates in order for artists to become more professional in the craft? 
great. Um, gl glad you're bringing me back to get my feet back on the ground with this. It comes down to very tangible things like um, very first and foremost in all of this, we have what's called the uh, Carfax fee schedule. And what that is, it lays out uh, a payment regimen for anyone who would exhibit art, uh, would have art reproduced in a publication, who uh, anyone who does something like gives a talk as an artist or a workshop or um, uh, also installs an exhibition in particular particular It's a very thorough installational work, video production, time-based work, everything under the sun falls within what I kind of half-jokingly say is the artist bible, which is the uh, 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 Carfax fee schedule, updated regularly, and uh, it's used universally by uh, curators, by artists, by anyone who wants to apply that professional standard to working artists so that we get paid for what we do. You know, whenever an artist hears the term, well, we don't have enough money to pay you, um, but the exposure will be good for you, well, we, we know how far that goes and, and it doesn't go very far. What the fee schedule does and what we're trying to do as an organization, have been for many, many years, is make sure that we're applying that kind of uh, a rigor um, to uh, the professional environment for visual artists. We have all kinds of um, bulletins and advisory notes if you have a a work that's going on to greeting cards, if you have a work that's being turned into uh, you yourself making a mural or a public placement of an artwork, there are advisory notes and bulletins so that virtually every aspect of the art world is covered off. Best practices as most recently you're hearing in, all, in, in a great number of, of professional uh, um, uh, orientations. In the visual arts, best practices is what's applied to what we're doing right now too, which is like as far as getting insurance or, you know, how do you get uh, artwork from pl from uh, point A to point B? And we all of that stuff is available through our offices, and and we like to see that kind of a professional standard applied to this, so that it takes some of the guesswork out of it for artists. So again, we can go back to putting our energy into making really good art, and um, it's, it's so there's a lot of benefits on that speak and and i understand that any artist could claim those benefits even though they're not members of the of of the organization do you think that's a, a good practice for the organization i think it's really two two parts to this and i think it's really important that artists who believe even you know a portion of what i've just you know been iterating over the past few minutes you join the organization because what comes of that, and it doesn't matter if you're if you call yourself a professional or an amateur or an emerging artist or whatever. I would also say for the uh, how would you say the uh, more senior artists who haven't been members, get your butt off the couch and send us the fifty-five dollar check, and uh, because you've been cashing the check all along the way. Um, time for you to pony up and join in and put your shoulder to it the way that other artists do in an organization. There is strength in numbers. Uh, our, in a sense, political masters listen to the organizations that actually re represent members and people and constituency and citizens that vote. And important that you join these organizations. Yes, the uh, many of these um, benefits will apply to an artist who isn't a, isn't a member, but 
if you believe in them, it's one of those things that I think it's very important for you to, once again, you know, pony up, just uh, join in. It's it's for a professional organization. It's a very modest sum of money, but boy, does it ever go a long way in terms of increasing our visibility in the larger community. Why do you think that artists don't join the the organization, but they demand the the benefits that uh, the organization have uh, for for all this year achieved for the artists? Yeah, I, th I think there are a couple of things that come into it, and one of it comes down to, uh, you know, some of the institutional underpinning of our society has been called into question, sometimes for very good reasons. So sometimes younger or emerging artists aren't joiners, but, uh, you know, you actually learn from working alongside and with people and learn from joining organizations that... Uh, um, remake themselves. Like an organization isn't carved in stone. Organizations have to be built from the ground up and that means emerging and young artists saying, hey, this is obsolete. This is not where we should be going within this organization and make it new. And when I joined the organization as a, as a teenager, and I'm 58 years old now, um, there's been a lot of change along the way, but very important that that change occur in the context of people contributing to that from all walks walks of life and again all, all aspects and, and, and um, points in their career. Beyond that though, I think sometimes people don't join in the arts in particular we're kind of you know independent minded. That notion of lone wolf or you know I've done it all myself which is rarely if ever the case that uh, there's a lot more collaboration, a lot more cooperation goes on in the art world than is sometimes credited by the uh, Again, sort of, you know, leading uh, egos of the art world in the in the in the present sense. Um, so I think that sort of haunts us a little bit. But you know, in this per part of the world, we're supposed to get it. In Saskatchewan and Canada, we've really benefited from people who have something to say and something to do, joining uh, en masse uh, to make change and to renew that change over a period of time. Don't settle back on uh, what's been done before organizations really do have to be you know re reinvigorated new blood has to come to the organization to make sure that it's it's a contemporary organization that uh, benefits from the knowledge of the of the young of the emerging of all aspects of that community that uh, would would uh, bring um, good judgment to that uh, organization what is the definition of of carfac uh, for an artist for a definition of it, if, if there is one as such, it's, it's basically um, the coming together of like-minded individuals who, uh, one, uh, place respect themselves on an organization, this uh, Canadian artist representation. They join in with artist organizations around the world to say that we have a place in the order of things and that... Uh, we will be better off as working artists and, and as a result better you know better participants in the larger society if we apply professional standards to what it is that we do and demand respect for who we are as artists and that we have a part to play an active part to play in society when you live in a to large degree a consumer society many things come down to money and the exchange of money and that's that's not a dirty word to say it in order to um, construct a career as an artist and not just do it in a sense necessarily on the side. You really do have to um, put together the A and B of how you make a career out of it. 
and the best organization that you're going to belong to as an artist is is Carfac and and uh, where you know art schools aren't particularly good they're getting better at it some of them uh, aren't particularly good at getting the word out on on how you make a go of it once you graduate from art school or if you're if you haven't gone to art school well join the organization because what you end up with or at least you know talk to a Carfac member and see what they've gotten out of it you know whether it be you know, having access to, uh, uh, if need be, to a lawyer or to an accountant, sometimes that saves you from a lot of grief when it comes to uh, uh, the art that you're making or the career that you're trying you're trying to engage. There's lots of workshops and uh, an art for free for members and and a, a very low uh, sort of. Uh, uh, expense for yep. for for who are not uh, members there's there's a lot of thought uh, in these workshops that the organization put out uh, for example how to write uh, your artist statement it's one that is very popular uh, artists need to be writing statements all the time every time the body of work sort of change yep. so that's something that uh, is very popular it's for free it just goes around uh, in couple of times uh, a year in different parts of the province it's not only Saskatoon Regina in other mm -hmm. in other places uh, there's also as you mentioned the the activities uh, that that get posted in the newsletter a lot of opportunities for grants Right. A lot of opportunities for artist residencies and articles about what is happening in 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 the province and mm -hmm. and nationally, in regards to Carfax and what's not. And those are also benefits that that are tangible, Absolutely. that 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 yeah. uh, members benefit. And and again, there's all these. Uh, resources in the library and digital resources through the website that uh, that members have access to so one of the things that you were involved uh, for uh, that was very instrumental your participation on it was this uh, lawsuit against the national gallery did you have mm -hmm. any uh, sort of thoughts or 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 impressions about all that process and and how how it uh, how long it lasted that process and how uh, the organization won that that that, that lawsuit. Yeah. I'll back this up just long enough to say that uh, in in the eleven years and it was eleven years uh, from the beginning of um, negotiations with the National Gallery and this was about receiving adequate uh, fees for artists exhibiting and and other practices uh, that uh, were um, uh, moving through in the National Gallery of Canada. Um, I had a, a very small, in a sense, small part to play more recently in, in that 11-year history as, as the um, uh, president of Carfax National, but um, people like uh, Gerald Beaulieu, um, uh, April uh, Britsky from Saskatchewan, um, uh, Carl Beveridge uh, from Toronto. These are individuals. Um, uh, Pierre Tessier from Quebec, uh, our Quebec counterpart. Just were dogged. You know, Pierre, to give you some idea of it, he had four grandchildren from the time that uh, he started this case to the conclusion of it. Who wants to go to court? Like, nobody wants to. And again, it really put our organization in under immense uh, financial stress to have to take the National Gallery of Canada 
to court to say that what um, we're asking for in terms of uh, respect, respect associated in some ways with recompense and money, um, should be uh, a given with our national institution. And this was, we thought was a given. A lot of reluctance in their part, but in, in an effort, I would say, to sort of heal the waters and more recently uh, at the National Gallery of uh, Canada, in the Supreme Court of Canada, we had uh, a positive uh, outcome of that, which they respected and hopefully the benefits of that judgment, which said, yes, the National Gallery has to negotiate adequate fees for visual arts in Canada and abroad, exhibiting at the National Gallery. Um, hopefully the, the benefit of that will stretch to musicians, writers, um, choreographers, uh, dancers, uh, etc. Right throughout the cultural community, it was a precedent-setting decision, but it says a lot that our Supreme Court, in their best judgment and based on the rule of law, recognizes the importance of paying cultural producers, artists, for what it is that they do. If we were, in many respects, and the people who are on that, you know, the, the committee who continue to be on to sit on this committee. Um, negotiating with the National Gallery, our organization was um, dedicated to seeing that through to the very end um, and at some significant cost. We had contributions from artists right across Canada. So again, you see the benefits of, of joining, the benefits of membership in an organization like that, that we were actually able to carry it through. And I have to say, our lawyer, who you know, a lot of the time he he went basically on like probably about one tenth of a professional lawyer's rate. His name is David Yazbek at uh, uh, Raven Law, uh, Ravens Law in Ottawa, who is now a member of the uh, national uh, the board of directors of Carfax National. Bless his heart. Um, but you can see where the importance of lining these things up. When you walk up the steps of the Supreme Court of Canada, it's a pretty intimidating facade. And to know that you have the support of 4,000 artists from across the country um, to get you there, that it was a very heartening uh, day when we went into court on this day. More than that, it was just a, it was a real epiphany to see how that court, in, ju in judging in our favor, supported artists and culture producers across the country. How would that apply to other galleries uh, across Canada? I think what comes out of this, because this decision was more specific to federally um, chartered uh, institutions like the National Gallery, etc. Et um, but the the ethics of this and, and uh, the underpinning of this decision is that artists should be uh, treated respectfully in terms of, uh, you, you and I both know that an artist in producing a solo exhibition in, at an art gallery could spend you know, a year and a half, two years, three years, five years producing that body of work. And with our fee schedule, it sets minimum rates for that. But as galleries across the country and abroad are able to because of the nature of their budget, um, uh, paid the artists better, they should pay the artists better. It's a, ma it's a matter of respect, and we would think that these galleries, uh, whether it be you know the Remy in Saskatoon or, or the Mackenzie in Regina, et cetera, they should go willingly into that negotiation, paying the artist as well as they could, because you know it comes out of their hide, um, producing that exhibition, and the modest fees that are associated with the fee schedule is a starting point, 
but it has to do with professional respect that um, those artists are really treated in a in a way that um, recognizes their contribution to society through the art that they make and and sometimes a very great uh, uh, cost to themselves and and that um, and again remember artists very often are doing this work on speculation that at some point they might be see something come back to them um, uh, financially well this is a way that we're trying to sort of ramp it up a little bit into some expectation that in doing the good work that is celebrated across the country by our institutions the artist should be paid in that and it's not just the end of their life when uh, the, the value of their work might increase but it's all along the way and that's what other professions in the country do um, uh, recognize and uh, benefit from. How would uh, an artist that has a private gallery could benefit from, uh, that has uh, exhibit their work in private galleries that are not uh, not govern government funded, mm -hmm. how can they benefit from the Carfax fees? Uh, you know, we deal with all, the organization deals with all uh, aspects of um, professional art engagements and very often we rather than just galleries we call them often now engagers which means that whatever whether it's exhibiting or publishing or reproducing through the internet or whatever to some degree internet's a bit of a different story um, but with commercial dealers and things too we, we monitor what's going on in the country um, artists talk amongst themselves about who's good to deal with and many uh, commercial dealers are terrific some are not and we've heard you know obviously the horror stories of what can occur there but that's part of the art economy and that it's important for us to it's it's not about regulating it's encouraging use of contracts it's encouraging professional standards where you know artists work artists are paid within 30 days you know who who else in the in the larger world expects a payment uh, on the sale of an artwork uh, 180 to you know 300 sometimes 360 days later um, and the, these are things that we try to get back to um, a, a level of professional conduct that many many uh, commercial dealers um, conduct themselves in an exceptional way I think and for the most part in Saskatchewan we, we do very well on that front um, but in part, it's it's a requirement that you do in a, in a professional organization, keep an eye on the nature of that association between artists and their dealers and how that plays out uh, over time. We're trying to get established right now artist resale right, which is very important that on the sale of an artwork, and you can look at uh, uh, an Inuit artist like uh, Kanoyuak, who might have made basically $100 for the sale of a print in her youth, that sells later on in life, and her prints would sell probably in the neighborhood of, I'm guessing here, but about $150,000 to $200,000. Now, artist resale rate says that a, a small, very small portion of that would go back to, if the artist is living, to the artist, if not to their estate, because estate, estates are actually very expensive to maintain. Hasn't been accepted here. Has been accepted in 91 countries around the world, so we're working pretty hard to get that small return for an artist on the sale of the work at a more at, at, at auction or abroad wherever that may be um, later in their career when they've worked hard to get the value of the work up get a small portion of that back to the artist and that we think is not just reasonable but just and what about uh, when artists uh, surrender the the payments and the fees and all that just to for the exposure of being in a big gallery elsewhere 
uh, out of the country or even big galleries in, in, in Canada? Yeah, um, don't do it. You'll feel bad afterwards. Um, and there's another way of going about this, and I'd, I'll suggest this. I have a, a friend who was, when exhibiting in the United States, uh, fairly far along in the negotiations in, in order to exhibit uh, this particular gallery. I'll kind of step back from naming the gallery. But um, uh, fairly far along then, this individual realized, well, they're not going to pay me an artist fee for showing here. And she says, well, I'm a Canadian artist. We get paid artist fees. So she, not only did she make an issue of it for himself, but guess what? In that group exhibition, they paid all the other artists, the other American artists were in the show because this sort of yeah, a misbehaving Canadian artist made it a point of saying I should get paid for what I do. So this is what we do. We can we can change the game by asserting ourselves and making sure that negotiation, we never have to go on bended knee in this case. Maybe you miss out on the show, maybe you should have missed out on that show if it wasn't conducted in a, in a professional manner. But by assuring that uh, we will be uh, dealt with in a, in a very professional manner, and bring back uh, that level of professionalism and mutual respect, because there is no respect without that mutual respect in any kind of negotiation, especially in the art world. Um, artists should be putting the pressure on to make sure that um, they are treated, and very often it comes down to the writing of a check. Yeah. So, do you have any anything else that you want to share of your experiences uh, in these 40 years, how the organization have changed and, and what is the future of the organization? I, I hope that it's um, uh, a great organization going into the future. The work that has been done by all the you know brilliant staff across the country, all you have to do is just phone the phone number of Carfax Saskatchewan, talk to somebody and or, or the national office. These are really dedicated, and I would also say underpaid people as, as staff members. We have a whole you know range of volunteers, including board members from across the country like yourself. And, uh, and this is what underpins that, you know, the connectedness to the broader community that makes it a, a valid or and a viable organization. A lot of stuff coming down now in terms of online uh, fee calculators, which makes it that much easier for people to calculate fees for things that are going, and this is coming through in the next, you know, six to eight months with Carfax. Um, artists re resale right, uh, a lot of things that in and around the fight to maintain some aspect of respect for copyright in the world with the internet, it's a big issue right now too. We're, you know, figuring out exactly how to go about that, what organizations to work with so we have a, a, a fairly unified front, and that means you know, Carfax knows who the international players are in this, and who's leading in this. And often Canada leads in these things. For the last little while, especially with something like artist resale right and copyright, we haven't been doing so well. Uh, we have to get back there. That's what artists and that's what Canadian uh, society expects of us as well. How how does this organization compare to other organizations worldwide? Uh, when I traveled a few years ago now in uh, Ireland, and I was at the uh, Association of Artists in Ireland, um, their bookshelves are lined with Carfax materials. Um, the uh, International Art Association, which is uh, it's an organization that's really trying to hold itself together in some pretty trying times financially and otherwise, 
but Carfac has a fairly significant, quite a significant role in, especially with the artist fee schedule, um, and what that means to orga organizations around the globe. I was invited to um, Seoul, uh, South Korea, uh, just a couple of years ago. Uh, to the uh, Guangzhou Biennale and I talked about Carfac, I talked about the artist fee schedule and artists there were hungry for it because it's the kind of a thing with our organization, with the respect as an organization that we can and should have, um, that they recognized many, every country has to do it separately, every community has to do it separately in themselves, but to have kind of an umbrella organization that that shares in the belief that artists should benefit in in the larger community from their activity as artists is something that is um, uh, widely understood and internationally I think Carfac has a real uh, role to play for that but that role comes down to individual members joining in and having a voice in constructing exactly what the future of that exchange of in, within the art uh, world, uh, the, the professionalizing the community, what that means, and uh, and it's something that I think with without that individual support of members, we we really go into a, a kind of a malaise as as uh, as a art consuming uh, society. Very important for people to um, again sort of show up and and speak up on these issues. Well, Grant, uh, we're almost at the end of the program. We can be talking here on and on for many more programs and I will be asking you again to come in another time to, yeah. to have other conversations about international rights, exporting and importing art that is created in another country, right of sale. Absolutely, sure. But uh, thanks for having me here today. I'd love to come back and talk further about these. Very important for artists and uh, the larger community. Great being here today. Thank you for listening to On Frame Radio on CFCR 90.5 FM. Conversations about art in Saskatoon with your host Alejandro. If you really like the show, you can add your comments on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can also listen to past episodes of On Frame Radio on iTunes. This is your host Alejandro, and have a great evening.